Thanks for joining us for another episode of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast. You're listening to season three, which is entirely dedicated to all things health and wellness related. We've got some amazing guests lined up for you this season. And today we have Derek Morris joining us, who is an online fitness and nutrition coach. And he's the type of coach that you would want if you're serious about getting results. He's straightforward and isn't afraid to say it how it is, which I personally think is the only way to coach people. Um, So welcome to the podcast, Derek. Yeah, glad to be here. I've listened to your podcast, you know, over the last maybe six months, year or so, like since I kind of started talking to you off and on, it's, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Awesome. We're really excited to have you. And I know that you're going to add so much value to our listeners and stuff because everybody nowadays is confused about the health and wellness space. There's so much contradictory, misleading information out there. So that's why this season, I really wanted to dedicate the whole season to health and wellness, which is kind of ironic for a bakery owner. But I mean, at the end of the day, health is the most important thing um, that anyone can have. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in. And actually, I think it's almost even more important when you're surrounded by sugar all day to focus on that. So um, why don't you start off by just telling us who you are and what you do in the health and wellness space? Yeah. So again, my name is Derek Morris. Uh, I am the head coach CEO of Morris Muscle Fitness. I guess to start off, like I've been doing this since I was like 17 years old. I, I was competing as a teenager. I've competed in bodybuilding as an adult. And then, you know, I, I, I basically, it spun off from there. Um, I had, you know, I was prepping for shows and then people were like, wow, you're getting lean and how can you coach me? And so I kind of, that's how this all became. But yeah, I mean, I, I coach predominantly, I'd say now, majority of my roster is females that want to get in shape. Uh, some of them want to compete. So I'd say, you know, mostly it's all physique, attaining physique goals uh, for most of my clients. But um, some some clients are along more along the lines of lifestyle clients as well. So it's kind of a mix now, which is which is nice. Um, which is why I want, you know, it's nice to come on here and talk about kind of the mix of everything, right? Like you said, you run the bakery, but you know, that can really like go back and forth with health and fitness. Cause everybody's like, a lot of people are like do or die. You know what I mean? They're either like all oh, health and fitness or like totally not. <laughs> so yeah. we got to talk about it, right? Yeah. And I think that that's really um, important too. Like, cause most people fall kind of where I'm at, where it's like, I need a balance in my life of, of sugar and treats and also, you know, health, wellness, and fitness. So I, I mean, I think that that's majority of the population. And like you said, a lot of people go hardcore and they try to do go from zero to a hundred and then, you know, give up in February when their new year's resolution wears off and wonder what happened. So I think that, you know, I, I actually, I used to be that person. Totally. I'm just going to be honest. I used to be like that yeah. person who would go hardcore salads three times a day, working out twice a day. And it never, ever, ever worked for me so i think a lot of people can relate to that struggle yeah yeah and i think it's just again most people are getting a lot of the information from like seven second instagram reels nowadays or like 20 second tiktoks right that's where all the experts are it's, it's become more about who can market the best rather than necessarily the best information right mm-hmm. so you know people are unknowingly digging themselves into holes that just they can't last on these systems or diets or whatever they're doing, right? And they just they like naturally fall off. So that's kind of getting off the top of it. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I, 
I always thought that the the health and wellness industry kind of wants us to be confused because they want to keep selling to us. So that's kind of my thought of it <laughs> from a yeah. marketing perspective. Anyway. Yeah, no. And that's exactly like, that's my point. That's a good point. Like, that's exactly what I've had many discussions with my clients about this when we had like Zoom calls and stuff. Here's the thing. The health and fitness industry, um, they can't market. It's hard to market eat, eat well. You know, watch what you're eating, be active, uh, work out three or four times a week. Like, how boring is that to market, right? Like, you can't, it's really hard. So You can't really sell instead, that either. So you can't, don't really make money off of that. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, you know what I mean? So they, they have a hard time. So they have to come up with more flashy things, right? So they take a lot of, a lot of just basic concepts. They'll pick, like, pluck one concept, like, you know, don't eat cake (laughs) you know what i mean like don't eat sugar all of a sudden that's the devil now carbs are the devil go on my diet my diet is all this and now you'll get in shape done just like clear cut all those people who had phds and spent years and years and doing all this stuff forget about all those people and all that knowledge all we need to know is don't eat carbs and you'll get in shape (laughs) right like that's but it's not realistic so you know and again they're selling they're selling on mass, right? So they're like, you know, if we can put out a product and people can afford it and we sell a thousand of them and 10 people get results and we blast those 10 people all over social media, it looks great. But what about the other 990 people that didn't work for, right? So nobody sees that, right? So it's like, it, it is a very misleading industry and until you really deep dive into it and start really picking away at the info and like what's really going on um i think uh, too what happens is um they will say they'll they'll promote the no carb thing for example let's just use that for an example and it's like there is some truth behind it you will lose weight if you just stop eating carbs and 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 cut those out but it's not a sustainable long term and i think that that's what confuses people is that a lot of these fad diets and stuff there is like little nuggets of truth behind them but it's not sustainable long-term and that's why so many people don't have success on it so i think that's what confuses yeah. the general population because they're like oh that makes sense if i don't eat sugar and fat i will lose weight obviously but i mean how sustainable is that right yeah and they don't you know it's it's also i go in a lot of groups like on facebook and stuff and i have a facebook group and um you know a lot i don't know if you've ever been on the weight loss or like fitness facebook groups but like there's so much like nonsense in there. It's not even funny. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, the thing is they'll, they're going to sell you a system that is going to essentially like the no carb. Okay. If you're, if you're used to eating one way and then someone says cut out an entire macronutrient, yeah. you know, yes, you're going to lose weight because you're cutting out one of the most like water, you know, if you're cutting out a, a carbohydrate and it's going to store water in your system, right? right? That's like one of the biggest things it's going to do. Yeah, you'll drop five uh, so pounds by tomorrow, basically, water. from water weight. Yeah, like the first week, you're going to lose five, ten pounds the first week if you cut it all, like totally cut it and slash your calories by a thousand, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so you're going to lose like probably good five pounds and people go, wow, this is working for me. This is my new, this is, this is what I should be doing. And then after months and months, we start to get metabolic adaptations going on and uh, the weight loss slows. And then they go, where do I go from here? I'm too afraid to eat again. Yeah. So what do I do now? Right. 
and then they're so stuck because they don't understand what's going on. So, so true. Yeah, it's very complicated. It doesn't have to be complicated, but the marketing makes it complicated for sure. Um, so let's start yeah. off by, can you share your best piece of health and wellness advice to give listeners um, some help right off the beginning here? What's your best piece of advice? If you want to get in shape, you know, and change the way you eat, you know, if you're if you're not how, if you're not liking how you're feeling, not liking how you're looking, first of all, that is okay. I know there's a strong movement nowadays to just like love self. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know, in my opinion, this is where I may offend some people, but that's okay. In my opinion, I see where this is going. Know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, it's like this. You know, when you're in your 20s. Well, first I'll answer this question. Um, but yeah, so like. If there's something off, you're not feeling right, you want to have more energy, you don't like how you look, um, it's okay to want that change, first of all, even if everyone else around you doesn't care about that, what you care about. You know what I mean? So I think like the biggest thing, like piece of advice I can give is like, go for it. Like if you're thinking about doing something, just do it because, and start today. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. You don't have to wait till tomorrow to stop pulling into you know, the, the donut shop on the way home or the McDonald's or the fast food or the quick grabs, you know what I mean? You can just literally stop. I know it sounds like, oh, easier said than done, but setting boundaries and going after what you want, you know, we all have the same amount of hours in the day. So we just have to choose to utilize those hours better, you know what I mean? And make better choices each day. And it's just, it's one day at a time. You know what I mean? That's all I can say is it's, it's, it's habitual construction. That's, a term that I use sometimes is, is where every that. day those little habits can build. That's what you need to get to your, get what you, what you want as your end result, right? Yeah, I actually, I really like, um, I think it was one of your videos or something like that. And I commented on it and it was something along the lines of, um, you know, people saying to you, like, how can you work out all, all day? How can you eat healthy all the time? How can you live that lifestyle? And you were like, I couldn't live your lifestyle eating McDonald's all day and, and not moving my body. And I just thought that was so funny because it's really true. Like being obese and overweight is really hard and being fit is hard. And it's like you pick which hard you want to have. And ultimately, one is healthier than the other. You can't really argue the science on that. So I know where you are going with the the body positivity thing. And, and well, I, like I struggled with that a lot because as a female, it's very, um, I don't know, it's very common and like, it is a whole movement with women and stuff like that with the whole body positivity thing. And I think there's a, a place for it. But at the same time, if it's keeping you in a state of being unhealthy and like significantly overweight, like I was like 60 pounds heavier than what I was. And honestly, the body positivity movement, I think like I just had a misinterpretation of it, which I think a lot of people do. And it, it made me feel okay being that overweight, even though that was going to slowly kill me and make me sick. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. clearing the air with the whole body positivity thing. And I'd love to hear your opinion on that too, because like me as a female, I'm just going to be honest. It was making, it was keeping me fat. It just was. And my, and my doctor was like, you know, if you don't lose weight, you're going to develop diabetes. You're going to get all these diseases and that, and that's just science at the end of the day. I'm not saying you look terrible because you're overweight like that's your own thing. Like if you feel yeah. whatever, but 
it's not really about looks. And if you just look about the science of it, it's about how your body actually reacts to holding on to that excess weight. And at the end of the day, it's just, it's not healthy. So what's your take on that? Yeah, well, no, I, that's, that's, those are all good points. And it's, it's an interesting topic to bring up because I think, you know, I think that it's, it's, it's like, like you said, right. A lot of women, especially women, let's talk about women mainly, right. These guys are a whole different ballgame. Yeah. <laughs> but like women, I, I coach predominantly women too. So I have a lot of these discussions, especially when it's like when I first take on a female client, right. Because I'm getting to know where their mindset is, what they've been dealing with, you know, blah, blah, blah. So just like you said, when, when you're, hearing all this body body positivity stuff and the person is clearly overweight you know a lot of it in many cases we're talking about someone who's like say in their like 20s let's say it's you know may start like in their 20s the thing that, that i think a lot of people are forgetting is that when you're like in your like late teens early 20s you're very hormonally driven right your body is essentially hormonally driven to a large extent so you can get away with a lot, right? You see all these like teenagers eating junk, so you know, partying, drugs, alcohol, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. You know, and yet they look, some of them look fabulous, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And you're just like, you know, you see the 19-year-old Instagram model and she's like, yeah. you know, been fit her whole life because just that's her card she drew, right? But uh-huh. she's going to sell this stuff. The thing of it is, is let's say the person starts to get out of shape and they're in their, in their 20s still, they still feel great. Right. They still feel fine. Well, I feel fine. I'm going to embrace my curves, blah, blah, blah. And again, I'm not saying that it's ugly to be a little bit overweight. Everyone has different body fat set points. That's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. Um, you know, some people are going to carry a little bit more, some people are going to carry a little bit less. Um, body fat percentage is kind of like their like happy medium place their body likes to kind of go back to. But, you know, again, if you hold on to this weight over years and years and years, you know, it, again, it's great when you're in your 20s or so, but as that shift happens in your 30s, we start to shift like physiologically into becoming more nutritionally driven. Mm-hmm. Our hormones are now kind of, you know, not suppressed, but they're leveled out. Um, they will obviously start to decline slightly depending on, you know, our nutritional habits, our lifestyle habits, right, as we age. But once you get up in, you know, late 20s or 30s, and then depending on if you're starting to have kids and now, like all these kinds of things, right, affecting you, it's just going to exacerbate the issue going on, right? And then now all of a sudden, something that you could have dealt with when you're in your 20s or your late 30s or early 30s, whatever, you know, it's becoming a massive issue. It's been holding the weight for like 10 years or, or whatever. And now it catches up to you, like you said, yeah. right? Like it's just like your doctor was saying, it's going to catch up eventually. Yeah. Um, it's all fun and games in your 20s but you start getting older and you and the longer you hold on to the weight and you know people will subconsciously start to you know foster it as well right oh another five pounds and the 10 pounds i'll just buy bigger clothes now i feel mm-hmm. fit again right because the clothes are loose so, so we true. just you know and subconsciously we just start to maybe you know i don't i don't want to take the stairs anymore we got a perfectly good elevator in the building i'll just start taking that so slowly over time, you start being less active to accommodate feeling like crap. <laughs> That's so <laughs> right? true. That's a really good point, actually. I've never heard it put like that. But yeah, you're very basically accommodating, yeah, yeah unhealthy lifestyle. It's just like, and unfortunately, you know, it's not just on the outside, right? The inside of your body is accommodating it all too. And, and as you gain more and more, 
the body is kind of a nasty thing in that way where it's going to give off, you know, the systems are going to react in a way in your, in your body that are going to make it easier to even gain more now. Yeah. So it's not like your body resists it. It actually almost embraces it as you get further along. So, um, yeah, it's, that's why, like, I'm all for people, you know, having self-love and being proud of themselves and all that kind of stuff. But I think that, like you said, we have to take a look at what's, healthy on the inside what's going on and what's gonna what's gonna last for us you know for sure and even if you look at you like humans and how we evolved and stuff like that like back in the day there it, it we just we grew bigger as as people because of all the processed stuff and our food and everything like that but but we're not our bodies are not really meant to carry that much excess weight and that's why we have all of those diseases which mostly stem from obesity like a lot of our diseases that we have mm-hmm. now stem from obesity which is from the food choices and and the lack of movement and stuff and and the stress too for mm-hmm. sure but it's it's just a fact that our bodies are not made to carry that much excess weight. It's just not healthy. And like you said, it's, it's not just about the outward appearance. It's like, think of how hard your body's working, like your organs and stuff like that to, to try and even function properly. Right. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And they, and they just, and they they don't, right. They they make Uh a lot of uh, sacrifices and and adjustments to accommodate this. So, yeah. um, Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> so you started, you started your, you've always been kind of into fitness and you started your fitness journey um, at a pretty young age. So what inspires you to stay committed uh, with your health and wellness j- journey, like during difficult times? Like, do you ever feel like you want to quit or give up or anything like that? Or are you set? Like, do you feel pretty confident? <laughs> no, I mean, um, I've never like it's not like so uh, yeah i started training right when i was like probably like 16 or something in my, my parents basement right but i like honestly i've never i haven't been like totally gung-ho like hardcore or something the whole time right like i had periods in my life where i wasn't totally focused on it you know what i mean i wasn't wasn't my primary thing i will say that i always did uh, I think the most I've ever not gone to the gym totally was probably like maybe a couple months mm-hmm. <laughs> in that like 20 years. But like I had periods where I went and just played around. I would, I would consider it just going and moving some weight and going home. But, um, you know, I did have periods in my life where I wasn't into fitness that much. You know, like I said, I, I was had other things going on, you know, party phases and all that kind of yeah. stuff, you know, with, um, you know, in my early 20s or so. And But I think, you know, the biggest thing for me was always – once I was out of it for a little bit, I, I'm the type of person where I'm pretty self-aware of how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I, from falling off many times in terms of just like my consistency with uh, my food choices and lifestyle, essentially, I always knew over time that I just felt crappy without it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. honestly, I just, it would just always be like, okay, you know, I, my clothes are fitting. Like for me, you know, for me, if my clothes are fitting really loose. I'm starting to lose muscle size. Yeah. I, just, I feel bad. My joints are achy. I'm just like, you know, I, I don't feel how I want to project myself to the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I would just, that would just all of a sudden click one day. Every time I've fallen off, you know, there's always a point where I just say, this is not me. I need to get my butt back in here, right? 
I think that's a really um, great point because I think the problem is, is a lot of people, they don't have that healthy comparison to, to know mm -hmm. what it actually feels like to, to be healthy and have that energy and stuff like that. So that's a really good point because for me and for a lot of people that I talk to who have kind of gone up and down with their health journey, once you know what it feels like to have energy, to feel your best self, to love how you look, mm -hmm. all of those things, you will generally always get pulled back into the health and wellness journey because you know what it feels like to feel like shit. So I think that a lot of people don't even, they're living their life and they don't even have that comparison to know what it actually feels like to feel alive, to be honest. And so what, what would you say to somebody like that to kind of encourage them to know that like you could feel a million times better than you're feeling right now? If you're eating fast food, you're eating like shit, you're not being intentional, you're not working out, you will, you're guaranteed to feel like a hundred times better if you just implement some healthy changes. So what, what could you say to encourage somebody to, to start so they know what that feels like and what the comparison is? Yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, that's a tough one to bring up too, like, you know, to people, right? To, especially if it's someone, I mean, I, a lot of people I deal with right usually are already somewhat into working out or come to me or, you know, like that. Like, um, But, you know, if it's someone who totally isn't really working out at all, that's going to be a hard pill to swallow, right? To convince someone, right? Um, especially, like you said, if they've never felt anything different, um, that's their norm, right? Their norm. Uh -huh. They will tell you, "I feel, fine. I feel fine. I feel great." Yet, yeah, you can just, you know, they're slow getting up. And yeah, yet they're only like twenty-eight. You know what I mean? And yeah. they're just like, "Dude, what are you going to be like in fifteen years?" You know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of, I mean, you've seen some of my posts. Uh, that's some of the stuff that I talk about. Is I try to get people thinking outside the box here. Stop thinking about today and just mm -hmm. how you feel today. What What do you want to feel like ten years from now? Because the choices so you make now are going to affect how you feel 10 years from now. And the choices you make now are also going to affect what kind of parent you're going to be for possible kids or, you know, your, your significant other. Like, what are you going to be like for them? Right? Are they going to have to, like, you know, make accommodations in their own life to accommodate you? That's you know so what I mean? true. Because That's such a good point. Like, adequately. Yeah. People don't, yeah, people yeah. just don't think like that. And that's why I think like the stuff that you share and post on your social media is so important because I think people are so in the, the zone of living their life and they're so used to their normal ways that they don't think outside the box when it comes to that. And a lot of it when it comes to health and wellness is trading that short-term gratification for the long-term results and gratification down the road. And uh, we don't, we don't know how to do that as humans anymore. We're, we get Amazon yeah. delivered next day. We can get groceries oh. delivered to our door. Like we're just, we're so spoiled <laughs> and we have no oh, yeah. like ability to even comprehend what a long-term goal is or what I want to feel better in the long term. So I'm not going to eat this in the short term. Do you have any advice for that? Yeah. yeah I mean, I think the biggest thing here is uh, one, one of the biggest things is, what you perceive as a sacrifice today is only perceived as a sacrifice because you've been living a certain lifestyle um, that's not conducive to like having you feel better, right? Um, so, like when people say, like, "Oh, you know, you're gonna have to sacrifice; it's gonna have to be uncomfortable," and so, 
It will at first, but, you know, we have to think of the longer game. Once you get into it, you start reaping the rewards, then it no longer feels like a sacrifice, right? Yeah. And then it just becomes like a normal daily thing. Like, I don't really think about it anymore when I'm meal prepping food on Sunday mm-hmm. for the next three days, right? I mean, that's my own. That's how I do it. I'm not saying everyone has to meal prep, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying like to make my life easier, right? And a lot of people don't think about things like that. Like, how would, maybe this would actually make my life easier. You know what I mean? Like, if I put a little effort in over here, I'm going to get a little extra over here. Like, I'm going to get a better return on my investment from this lifestyle than I am, you know, just tearing myself up and trying to, um, you know, accept it <laughs> instead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about, thing, a- talk a little bit about the video that you posted about how you, you live this lifestyle and everybody says it's so hard and complicated. Um, and then you're like, I think your lifestyle is hard and complicated. Can you just share a little bit about that? Cause that perspective is like, I thought that was such a cool perspective because it's so true that I like, I would think that eating fast food every day is, is hard. I wouldn't want to do that. You know what I mean? So can you share a little bit about that? I, I honestly, like I, it, it actually just boggles my mind to be honest, like how some people live their life. I, yeah. I, I don't want to like judge, but I'm going to judge. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I honestly just, I like it just, you know, especially, especially now that I'm older and I have kids of my own, this is where it really drives me crazy. And this is where that kind of video came from. Um, there was a combination of things that happened or that I thought of, right? Yeah. So like one thing that I, I always bring up, any workplace that I've ever worked, okay, you sit in the break room, you got all these other people at work coming in, they're going to come down to Sydney and anywhere, even in high school, people would tease me for eating healthy, Yeah. right? Like they literally tease you for eating healthy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and, and so- they, Isn't that so backwards? Like what, it, like that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> It's like our bodies, hello, our bodies were actually meant to eat these foods from the ground and stuff, you know, just, you know, that stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just like crazy, right? So like, and, and if, if you were to sit back and go, hey, why are you guys eating a lot of junk? It's so bad. Like you would be labeled like, whoa, you know, oh, your, yeah. your body's your temple over there. You know what you'd, I mean? Like, don't, You'd be don't cancel offer, cultured over food. there by saying that. <laughs> Even though it's backwards, yeah, exactly. right? It's really weird. Yeah, it is, right? And so that's kind of where that post came from. It was like, you know, when people are almost, and, and I think honestly, this is where a lot of people don't, like they get turned off from it because they're, they get, they, they're already, let's face it, most people who are out of shape are probably in a circle of people who are out of shape, right? 100%. We, yeah. You don't see, yeah, you don't see too many people that are sitting there uh, in like, you know, crazy shape and yet their entire friend circle is like, out of shape. it's just, no. so when you're trying to make that transition, you're going to get, you're going to get that, like, almost like that, that lobster in the bucket. You ever, I'm sure you've maybe heard of that yeah. saying, right. The lobster in the bucket scenario where like one lobster tries to get out, the other lobsters will try and pull it back in. Right. Yeah. Cause they don't want it to get out or, you know what I mean? So uh, they all want to stick together. And that's like the, the pushback you get. And so that's kind of where that video came from. I was just like, like, how can you guys sit there and do this to yourselves? And it's, and especially, you know, when you start to have like significant other people in your life, don't you want to at least attempt 
to stay healthy for your significant others or your kids, or your family or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't see how a lot of times people can allow it to just continually fester and go on and on and on. Like, you know, people are going to the doctors like every couple months for issues and this and mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, Jesus, I've been to the doctors like once or twice in like 20 mm-hmm. years. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying that's bad if you go to the doctor, but I'm just saying like, you're just opening the door to a lot more problems. And you're also opening the door to everyone around you having to deal with those problems too, right? Like it's a whole social thing. It's so true. um, I I feel like that too. Like I I know what you mean with the healthy eating thing because I've I've been in those situations so many times where it's like I'm constantly trying to improve my lifestyle, my health, and stuff like that as I learn and as I'm able to create habits over a period of time. I'll add like something new to it, and then you know over time you do get a new group of friends because you you are like who you surround yourself with and and honestly you can't you just don't relate to those the old friends anymore because of those old habits and stuff and 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 why is it a double standard that you know it's it's just more socially acceptable to eat McDonald's for lunch than it is a salad and then you get made fun of for eating a salad and they're like oh bet you wish you were eating this or or whatever right because they they can't even fathom that you eat like that and it's it's mind blowing that it's so backwards that way yeah. yeah and you know what i think that um i don't want to get into like conspiracy theory stuff and all that kind of <laughs> Stuff like that, but like, I'm, I'm open to it. it yeah. Oh man, you start. If my wife was on here, she'd be like, "Oh my God, stop now, there." But, <laughs> but um, no, but it's not not even really conspiracy theory. But it, it's just like so obvious out there. Just we're never we're not taught as a society about really health our health, right? Yeah. I mean, unless you 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 take like maybe a class in public school, they talk about it for like a week or something and then maybe in high school you have a little blurb on it but mm-hmm. nobody's actually telling anyone hey by the way human being this is how your body works human yeah being. Like, yeah so maybe you know this this is going to affect your system like maybe be aware right mm-hmm. um so the only people that are that know anything are a lot of times people who actually go out of their way Right. So like look into it, like, you know, or people who study it or, you know, nobody is really taught it. So the companies, it's like fair game for marketing, right? Like the marketing companies for like cereal box, like you go through the grocery store, people don't realize like all those colors and all that wording Uh placement of this. And, you know, this is placed four shelves up because it's, it's the thing we're pushing right now. And it's at eye level and everything is, you know, it's all marketing shoved down our throats right it really is yeah so yeah so i mean unless you're willing to like like me i go in the grocery store i have a list <laughs> yeah and i pretty much stick to that list and then i'm out like i yep. do not really shop i probably buy like the same list almost every week yeah um the only stuff that's weird is because i have kids <laughs> yeah fair <laughs> yeah yeah so I'm not sure where I am. It's, it's, (laughs) it's so true though. Like, like the marketing piece of it and just the, the way that our society is set up, it's, it's meant, it's meant for consumerism. It's meant for, you know, business people. It's meant for people to make money. Like as a society, it's all focused around money. If you take money out of it, then I feel like our society would be healthier and there would be more 
beneficial information out there and stuff like that. But because we're our society is so heavily focused on profits and and money and stuff like that, then, you know, the pharmacies fair game, the food industries fair game, all of those things are marketing to kill you at the end of the day, to be honest with you. It's pretty, pretty yeah, frightening. Well, they wanna, they just, yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you. No, that's okay. And, but, and an, another point too, to your, to your whole thing about eating healthy and then people making fun of you. Well, I quit drinking last March. And then, so every event that I go to mm-hmm. now, like, Oh, do you want a glass of wine? Oh, why don't you drink? Why don't you uh, like, I'm a very straightforward person too. And I, I can be pretty uh, like, if you're going to ask me a stupid question, I'll come back at you with a stupid question. So they'll be like, Oh, like, why don't you drink or that's no fun or whatever. And I'll be like, well, why are you drinking poison toxic stuff and putting it in your body? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's fair question yeah. for you. So, you know, yeah. and it's, it's, I don't, I don't hold any grudges against it. And I have lots of friends that drink and stuff and I drank my whole life. But at the end of the day, it's like, <laughs> you really need to take a step back and kind of think about what you're actually putting in your body. And it's, it's scary, the, the toxicity yeah. of, of alcohol and stuff like that. So it's kind of similar where the marketing of it makes it look glamorous and it makes it look fun and it makes it look, if you don't have it, your life sucks. So it's, it's all yeah. marketing yeah. in all of those industries. Yeah. And they're not, they're not promoting like, you know, only have maybe a bit mm. or a balance, yeah. you know, or whatever. Exactly. You know, like, Craziness. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So what advice can you give someone to start on their health journey? Um, I think, okay, so for someone who's just starting that, yeah, that, that can be a tough one for people, right? Because you really need to sit back and self-assess where you're at, right? Are you someone who knows what they're doing a little bit? Have you trained before? Like maybe you used to be an athlete. So you kind of have an idea of how your body moves. Maybe you can get into working a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, if it's someone just starting, like consider those things, right? Do you need someone to help you with, with exercises, you know, how to even just do the movements that so you might, you might be good at paying like a personal trainer or something just to take you through a couple sessions, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I prefer a gym setting, but you know, that's dependent on the person, right? And depends on your goals. So first figure out what you want, Right. Yeah. What is your actual goal? Do you just want to lose fat or feel better? Or, you know, maybe just feel a little bit stronger, be able to move better. Or are you looking for like physique goals? Like you want to build some muscle, you want to build some shape and all that kind of stuff. Um, so figure out what your goals are first. And because that's going to be kind of how you um, reverse engineer the process going forward. Right. So you need totally. to figure like, you don't just show up to the, to the job site and start hammer nails and then hopefully one day we have a house, right? Yeah. Um, right. Or is it going to turn into a shed? I don't know. It could be a shed, it could be a house, who knows? Right. So we want to figure out what is our goal, right? What is our goal? And then we're going to reverse engineer back. So maybe you get a PT, maybe you get a coach, you know, shelf shameless plug um, myself, but you know, yeah. who knows, right? So um, I think that's the biggest thing is self assessment. And then and as you go from there, you're going to, you're going to start to kind of decide how how much can you actually handle right so like because there's different levels of nutrition right there's yeah you know people who are going to start off with just implementing one thing at a time like how far gone are you too right yeah how far gone are we eating junk food every day are we having like i've literally seen it you know two liters of pop a day right 
yeah. stuff like this. Like how much do we need to change? Uh, because if you if you are in a situation where your diet is completely void of pretty much any whole foods and it's just all prepackaged, pro- processed and sodas and everything else, like lack of movement, then yeah, we need to start small and um, start start with small little uh, interventions per day, right? Maybe drop the pop first, like half half it, right? Maybe only yeah. a liter to start. Yeah. So basically you go into damage control at that point and you're like, what's the damage? What are we dealing with? And like, let's clean it up a little bit here. Um, I love that. And I think that's a really great mentality. It it makes sense coming from you as a coach that you would kind of look at that kind of stuff. I wouldn't necessarily think of that, but it it makes so much sense to think about like, Hey, like how bad Mm -hmm. is it? And then starting from that part, you kind of take away a few things at a time, maybe you add a few things at a time, so not to overwhelm somebody. Um, And that's what will lead them to success, obviously, like down the road, ultimately, because they're taking Mm -hmm. smaller steps that are more attainable. So it makes sense. And it's very, it it makes sense that it'd be very personalized to that person too. Like you said, if they were a former athlete, or they were going to the gym every day, then, you know, they, they, have an idea of what that's like, as opposed to somebody who's never done that before, they don't even know. So knowing where you're kind of starting at is really, really great advice. I think that's awesome. Um, So, so why is health important to you? And why should listeners care about their own health and well being? Um, you know, I was like 20 years old, roughly when I got a a phone call, my my dad had had a a heart attack. Mm. He was in the hospital. And I was like, okay, you know, that's crazy because he was always, you know, he was a strong looking guy, you know, plumber, worked daily, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. um, uh, didn't have the best nutritional (laughs) um, lifestyle, right? And whatnot. And, but I think that was like probably for, especially like me and my brother, because my brother, he's he's into working out as well. He got me into working out. For both of us, I think it was a fairly large eye opener for us, right? It was just like, wow, this, this, this life thing's real, right? Like, yeah. we're not super, we're not superhuman. Dad's not superhuman. Like something's yeah. happened, right? And that kind of woke woke us up a little bit in terms of like it's not just funny games. It's also like something that we need to think about. So, um, I think that's one of the main reasons for myself um, as far as like why health became important. I mean, my mom had health issues as well um, that she battled with for years and years. And, um, so I, I think just as a family watching that and watching how, and again, like you can be perfectly fit and have health, health issues, you know what I mean? Um, for sure. But I think that, you know, from my standpoint, it was always like, if there's something that I can at least attempt to do to try and not have my family have to help me out through tough health struggles you know what mm-hmm. i mean throughout my life like i don't i just i want you know I, I just want to feel i want to be able to i want to be able to do still in my 40s what i did in my 20s you know what i mean like totally. i don't want to be just you know a typical like well i'm getting older i'm in my 40s now so you know i can't yeah. do all that stuff you know people just accept it and that's not what i want that's not what i want so um i think you know that's one of the main reasons that health was important to me like, yeah i yeah like i love yeah i love that and i i it's that's the exact same for me too where it's like you just 
like you said, you can't necessarily control any health issues you might run into in the future, but you can set yourself up to have much less of them. And even then, even if you do get sick down the road, you're probably going to bounce back a hell of a lot better if you're in a healthy state than if you are severely overweight or have diabetes or have all of these other health issues. Being aware of that... Exactly. Right. And it was like, that's a great example. Like if you got COVID and you were super unhealthy, you could die from it. Whereas like, you know, if you're in a pretty decent health, you're not really that concerned about it. So that's a great example of uh, a real life example of it. And I, I don't know. I just think that our society feels so helpless for some reason, or they just they're marketed to and it's sad and they they just don't know that they actually have so much more control over their health and well-being than they actually understand or believe to have. So it's it's pretty crazy. And and same thing for me when I realized that. I mean, I've I've always wanted to be on a health journey. So I've always kind of gone up and down with my my own health journey. And I was a really overweight child and stuff growing up. So I didn't learn that. I didn't learn any healthy habits at a young age. So I think that it's really hard too on kids um, growing up in that environment, like eating all of the candy and all of the stuff and not working out or anything. So when you develop that belief early on, it is really hard to, to change it. And that's kind of where I've really struggled with it is like, I've always had a sweet tooth. Obviously I own a bakery, but it's it's little things during your life that make you realize like, hey, I don't want to have foggy brain anymore. I want to have more energy. I want to feel my best self. I can't run a business when I'm not feeling my best self. I've been depressed. I've had anxiety. I've had so many health issues that I've been able to fully get rid of from just changing my diet and lifestyle, which I wish more people would believe in because it's a fact. Um, And just me seeing how big of a difference it's made is enough encouragement to keep me on the journey for sure. So it's really, really important to me. So how do you balance like being super healthy and fit and your nutrition and stuff like that and still indulging in a treat or having fun every now and then? How do you balance that? So for myself, it's, I, I kind of go by that like 80, 20 kind of rule. Uh, so kind of like what you were saying, right? Yeah. Again, this is always going to depend on the person's, you know, I do come from like that bodybuilding background. I have clients that are very serious about, yeah. you know, their physique goals, right? So yeah. it does depend on the person. And again, looking at that, you know, goal, right? Yeah. Um, because certain goals are going to require certain commitment levels. Let's just face it and be honest, right? Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, for myself, like, just like, I want to look good, feel good. Uh, I'm not competing. I'm just like working out, trying to feel healthy, just like a lot of people, right? Yeah. At, the, at this state. So like, again, I think one of the easiest things you can do is start to, most people work a nine to five straight week, right? Or like whatever, they have very, fairly fixed schedules. So like one of the easiest things you can do is go, okay, during the week, I'm already on a pretty fixed schedule. I'm going to have my breaks at the same time, usually at work, blah, 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 blah. Um, You can literally make that your 80. You know what I mean? Like during the week, it can be pretty structured and it can be fairly easy to be pretty structured because you're already structured going to work, picking up kids, right? So why not piggyback off that and meal prep a bit? 
have all your food ready for the week. You can be like laser, you know, on point pretty much most of the week. And then on the weekend, you can kind of have that almost like what it, I mean, people have different terms, we like calorie bank a bit and go, okay, I'm going to go out maybe on Saturday night, maybe early in the day. I just have some meals that are like protein focused mostly, maybe a bit of fat. And I'm going to save a lot of my calories for later on uh, for like my get togethers on the weekend. So like, that's like an easy way. A lot of people can still have those indulged treats mm-hmm. um, or, or, or big meals, but, but yet still stay on track because now you're not going all way over and, Binging on calories and smashing your goals out of the park, totally. like in terms of like right? Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, ways. that's great. That's great advice because that's exactly what I do too. Like I just I eliminate as much crap throughout my entire week, and I eat super clean, super healthy, and then I don't feel guilty if I want to have a treat on the weekend. And a lot of the times, I replace my treats with healthier versions of those treats too. But at the end of the day, if you're eating really healthy and clean most of, like majority of the week, that's going to show over time, like on your body and stuff like that too. So I think that that's really, yeah, really great. Yes, yeah, good point. Like it's not like it's, um, you know, yes, if you were laser focused every single day of the whole year and everything was on point, yes, you will get to your goals quicker usually. Yeah. But is that sustainable? If you pull back a bit, maybe you wouldn't drop off in February. <laughs> exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so, yeah. okay. So you being a coach, it, it must be really difficult, yeah. especially in the health and wellness industry. Um, when people come at you with all kinds of excuses, I'm sure you hear, ton- hear tons of them. I know you see them on social media and in those Facebook groups and stuff like that, but like, when people say that they're doing everything and then, but they don't have time or they're too tired or they just, they don't want to take away from their family time and stuff like that. They feel selfish for doing it. Um, what do you tell those people that that have those excuses? You have to plan, right? Yeah. Like we're all busy. I have the same amount of hours in the day as you do, right? So yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, that's a lot of it. And also, you know, cutting the string on it's, to be honest, a lot of things, a lot of what's going to get you in shape or get you to your goals, at least in the beginning, isn't so much about what you need to be doing. It's so it's more so about what you need to be stopping doing, like getting rid of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, cut, like cut the string, like on these things that are derailing constantly, right? Um, you have to because. If you try and pile on top all the good stuff, but yet you're still keeping around all the negative stuff, negative people, negative social environments, still stopping in for, you know, the, the, the you know, um, what do you call them? Just like the lattes and everything else, like multiple times <laughs> yeah. a day and everything else. But you're just like piling one on top of the other. You're not getting, you're not, it's not going to work. <laughs> okay. No. So. Yeah, it becomes a lot about that. You've got to stop ignoring solutions just because mm-hmm. they don't. Uh, just because they don't fit your commitment level. Okay, That's a great like point. a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, you, you've, you've got to stop ignoring them because if you don't embrace new ways uh, to operate daily, you know what I mean. You, you're you're always going to be stuck in the mud. Like you're just going to be spinning your wheels, and it's going to be it's going to make it really hard to make any progress. And without progress, you're going to lose. Um, you know, you're going to lose motivation and then you're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> so true. So, yeah. 
I think when um, people have all of those excuses and stuff like that, like when I hear those excuses, if I'm doing any business coaching and stuff like that, um, I just, I just think either either acknowledge that you're making excuses because oftentimes people think that their excuses are the truth, which they're not, they're excuses. And so if you hold yourself accountable and and it's learned over time, if the more you practice it, if you hold yourself accountable to making excuses and be like, Oh yeah, that's an excuse. That's not an actual fact. It's an excuse. And, and, and too many times people take their excuses as literal facts. And I just say, you know, just acknowledge that it's an excuse and then be honest with yourself and just say, I don't actually want to be healthy and I don't want to be fit and I don't want to uh, live a better, longer life. And when you say those words and you're more honest with yourself, they just hit differently, you know? And I I started doing that with myself and it really helped me because I'd be like, oh, I'm too tired. I I would have those excuses too, for sure. A hundred percent. I worked like million hours. Cause I run a business. Like I have all of those excuses and I'm like, you know what, maybe, maybe it's just that I'm not making my health a priority and I don't want to live longer and I don't want to be healthier and I don't want to feel my best. And then when you start putting the reality on that, it hits different and it kind of hurts your feelings a little bit. And then you're like, wow, like you feel like shit. And then you actually do want to overcome those excuses. Yeah. And people forget, like, like I could ask you, right. When you started Chick Boss Kate, you were probably still working full time. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. So, when when did you when did you do Chick Boss Kate when you were at your after work? hours? No, you did before, after, all the time, whenever so, I wanted. Yeah, you make time for what matters. Exactly. Yeah, you have, to, you have to make the time, right? When I wanted to do in 2018, 19, when I decided I'm going to start competing again, I had to make the time. I got two. I had two two little kids. Yeah, I worked full time at the time. You know what I mean? And I was doing like swing shift, working two kids. I'm like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do these shows. I didn't get to the gym till nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. Home at like eleven, eleven thirty. Still gotta eat my last meal. Gotta get up at five fifty a.m. again. So my sleep was horrible. But I had a set goal, and then then I compounded starting coaching business online anyway. Uh, moving online with all that. And it was just like, wow, now I really don't have any moves. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, like, but it is very interesting so, how much time you find for the things you actually want to do. I always, I just, yeah, excuse. I'm like, I have a heightened sense for people making excuses. So whenever I hear something that's an excuse, I'm just like, oh, it just makes my skin crawl kind of like, <laughs> it makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. But and, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. And I can tell people like, one of the one of the, an exercise people can do is just like a quick thing is uh, it's um what are they I used to call it something but I, I just call it the why exercise like why why do you want this right so let's say why do you want to lose weight well I want to I want to lose fat well why do you want to lose fat you keep asking why after mm. every last answer so you get so deep that you're sitting there with a box of Kleenex in tears okay That's great. <laughs> because yeah. you, get to that point like why do you want to lose fat why well, i want to fit in my jeans better why is it so important that you want to fit in your jeans better well because i don't feel comfortable in public settings why don't you feel comfortable like how does that make you feel in public settings like you know what i mean well it makes me feel like i'm not sexy what's so important to you about feeling sexy well i you know i don't feel like my husband's attracting me anymore and i want to feel better right well yeah. why is it so important you know it affects our sex life like it can go real deep right it's so true like, you know what yeah I mean? 
And yeah, and it oftentimes it is much to... deeper than people even realize. Like they're not even aware until you do that. I love that exercise. It's so good. Yeah, and it's one that I've done. Uh, you know, with people, I'll throw it out there sometimes with clients, or just I'll kind of, you know, ask people kind of random through like conversations, right? Like, well, why do you want this, right? Um, when I'm talking to new clients and stuff too, right? It's just like you got to get to the root of everything because that's going to become a lot of your driving force right as to why you want to so do this. true yeah. yeah that's great that's really great advice i love that so much so what kind of services yeah. do you offer in the health and wellness space for people listening if they want to sign up and get some coaching from you yeah so basically i i am an online coach so i um run basically everything through like an app so everything is customized one-on-one coaching for your goals so fat loss um you know life lifestyle or uh, muscle gain uh, we kind of do it all it's all run through my app so you have access to me you know daily programs through there everything is um you know tailored to you kind of like what we talked about earlier everything is based on where you are at and where you want to go so um awesome. you know again i've like 20 plus years in this so I, I i understand the difference between just shelling out programs to the masses versus uh making it actually work for people, right? Very, so, very customized approach, which I think is is what a lot yeah. of people actually need. They need the customized help, right? Because there is so much yeah. information out there and that's not working for most people. So I think that that's awesome no. that you that you offer that and that you take that customized approach and, and get the that's how you get the results. So I think that that's amazing. Yeah, you have to, you have to, you know, as a, as a coach, and I know lots of other coaches too, and the ones that do well, we put in the extra work, like mm-hmm. so it is a little extra work, you know what I mean? It's not just having a PayPal loan for people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then shelling out the same 16 program to everybody, right? You can't do it. So um, I want people to get results and I treat their body like it's my body. What would I do? Right. And that's, that's how I think coaching should be. I think that, you know, coaches should get down and in, in the, you know, in the dirt with them and go, where are we at and what can we do? And what's going to also be the most healthy way to do it, right? Exactly. Um, depending on where you're starting. So yeah, I think yeah. that's awesome. And and one thing that I, I really love in coaches and stuff like that is the ones who have actually um, been on their own journey, and they actually, you know, look mm-hmm. the way that their clients want to look, or, you know, they have, They've been on their own journey so they can speak from experience as well as their education. I think that that's really important because I, I've I've seen a lot of coaches who are like trying to be in the fitness industry and oh. they're not in great shape themselves. And sorry, not sorry, yeah. but like that, that's how do you coach somebody if you're not... It's, it's like business coaches. I see so many business coaches. They don't have a business. If they do have a business, it's not very no. successful. And like how, no. if you're not going to tell me what your sales are, why do I want to be coached by you? Like, do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, had, I'm sure you I'm, see that a lot in your industry too. Oh yeah. I have, because there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of fitness business coaches and I get, you know, I've had so many of them reach out to me. Hey, you want to, gain a hundred thousand followers and you know, the next month and 10 X your business and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, Hey, cool. That sounds all fine and dandy. What was your fitness business again? So that I can go yeah. check it out. Yeah. And then it's crickets, right? There's yeah. nothing on the other. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to coaching, I am very like, I, you need to walk the walk and talk the talk and do all of the things 
that you're expecting from your Mm -hmm. client and you need to have something to show for it. So you can't just wake up one day and be like, I want to be a coach for this when I have not have anything to show for Mm -hmm. it. That's my number one pet peeve when it comes to the coaching industry. Um, And so I love that you started your... Oh, I could do a whole podcast on that. Yeah, I, and I probably will. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why yeah, I love you started your... Okay, well, that would be a great conversation. <laughs> Chad would love to join that conversation too. We discuss this yeah. all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why I love no, that you started man. your journey so early on and you, um, you know, you've had your own experience with it and now you're able to coach based on experience and stuff. And I think that that's... <laughs> Honestly, that's where it's at with with coaching and stuff like that. So where can listeners follow and connect with you? Yeah, so on Instagram, I'm on uh, Morris underscore muscle. And uh, Facebook's just my name, Derek Morris. Awesome. And just my personal profile. Perfect. And I will link those in the show notes as well for all of the listeners. And so I just want to thank you so much for coming on. This has been such a great conversation. And I love how real you are. I love following your account. I get lots of valuable information just from following your account. So you do post a lot of great free content. So I encourage all of our listeners to go over there and follow you. And I really, really love that you keep it real and you're not afraid to offend people, even though you know that you will at some point. I mean, everybody's offended by something these days, so it's impossible not to. So you may as well just be yourself. And so I love that. And especially in in the health and wellness industry, I think we need more of that and less of the fluffy stuff in the health and wellness industry. Um, So I just want to leave our listeners with uh, some final inspiration some motivation what's your final piece of advice that you can leave our listeners with um you know i think the biggest thing i guess is is you know everybody wants to make a living everybody everybody wants to has fitness goals uh has limited time you know but you know you only get so much time in this life right and you know you and your goals don't have to have a back seat you know you don't have to be defined by just your nine to five hours. You know what I mean? You have other hours you can put in to work on other aspects of your life and, and actually go after what you really want, whether it's business or fitness or whatever. Right. So I think that's the biggest thing. Life isn't all about, you know, is it the weekend yet? You know what I mean? Um, and it can be done, you know, whatever you're thinking, you got a little inkling in your head, just like you, you know, maybe I should start a uh, you know, a bakery and everyone just kind of laugh about it, but yeah. here you are now like massive. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah, just go after your goals and, and go after what you want because who cares if you offend people? Um, they, you know, weren't meant to stick around anyways. So, you know, that, that's probably the biggest thing I can say. Just go after it, go out and build your vision and, and do your best. That's amazing. That's so good. I love it. Thank you so much. I've loved having you on the podcast. I'm sure I'll have you back again. This was so fun. Um, And I know that our listeners got so much information. Are you saying you're going to come back at some point? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, this was great. I'll... Yeah, for sure. I'll come back tomorrow. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Awesome. No, I love it. And I really appreciate your time and everything. So that's great. Thanks for the conversation. And we will talk soon. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks again for having me on. So um, yeah, I look forward to uh, hearing, hearing some more of your season three as a listener as well. So awesome. Cool. We'll talk soon. Bye. Yeah. Talk soon.